Hello, Tomies. What is up? This is DM Dave here for Volume 2 of Solemn's Column. To remind you what Solemn's Column is, this is where we come and make new announcements on what we're doing on the podcast. It's also where we do the five-star reviews that Solemn will give you a shout-out on. With that being said, if we have not shouted you out for your five-star review please let us know. There's so many different apps and stuff where you can give five stars and rate us and review us that sometimes they get overlooked. So please email us at chaosbardpod at gmail.com to help us remind us and let us know where they're at. And remember, in order to get a shout out by Solemn, we need the review and the five stars. And that will be shortly after these announcements. Also, this Solemn's Column will debut... DM Dave's Deep Dives. DM Dave Deep Dives are me diving into the episodes, telling you how I prepared for them, how what inspirations I had to take the story in a certain direction, and kind of give you an insight on how I would ran run the game. This is the first one, and this one talks about how I came up with a campaign idea for the podcast, and kind of how I try and run my games so wait until the very end for that that'll be i'm so excited for this and there will be more however to get access to all the other all the other dm dave deep dives you can find it at ko-fi.com slash tomes of the chaos bard ko-fi is pretty much our patreon where you can come and support us and help this podcast grow there you can donate money or you can access our memberships. In Tier 2 specifically is where you will find DM Dave's Deep Dives. But if you access just $2 in a month for our first tier, you can get our post-show. There you can get early access to Chaos Chronicles and Solemn's Column as well. With shoutouts on social media and in our Solemn's Column, these ones. For example, we got a few shoutouts to do. First, we'd like to give a shout out to Joel. Joel has twice now, thank you so much, Joel. He has donated to us through Feed the Cast. Feed the Cast is when we record, we normally have some kind of food or dinner. And Feed the Cast, you donate there and you can supply us dinner for that night. And so, Joel, thank you so much for doing that. We'd also like to thank Amelie for donating to us as well. Also, we'd give a shout out to Dakota T. He has become a member on our Ko-Fi, and we thank you so much for your patronage. It really helps this podcast grow, and all the money that is donated to this podcast is given back into the podcast. It's reinvested so we can get better equipment, so we can you know get better sounds, and pay people who help us in any way. That's to make our podcast better. This is not for our personal gain. This is just to keep improving our quality. With that said, we have added a few new things to our Ko-Fi. One of those is a Dear Boudreaux. The Dear Boudreaux is an advice column, so you can write into him and ask, and he will answer those questions on our next Solemns column. So go visit our Ko-Fi to get your questions written in and answered by Boudreaux himself. We have also updated our shop that we have keychains now, so go ahead and go check those out on our Ko-Fi website. And coming up in September, our 
Ko-Fi tiers will be fully operational and functional. There you will get your the first post-show, which will cover episodes 41, 42, and 43. And we'll be doing post-shows from then on out. They, the post-shows won't be released until after the episodes that we talk about or recorded that night come out. So there's no spoilers or anything. Sadly, they don't come out until September. <laughs> but be on the lookout for those. And those post-shows can be available to you at uh, the first tier. With all a bunch of other things. Tier 2, there will be DM Deep Dives, which will start this month. The first DM deep dive will be, of course, right after these these announcements and after Solemn's uh, reviews, five-star reviews, and we've already talked about that. There will also be Lila and Garatha's inner mind conversations that we don't get to hear over the podcast. Those will also be available near the end of August. We got tons of stuff there. Please go check it out, ko-fi.com slash Tomes of the Chaos Bard for announcements and to go look at what we have. We have a bunch of services there for you. We also opened up a um, cross-promotion or promoting opportunities for you. If you have some a bit of small business or anything that you'd like to promote and let people know about, hit us up. If you do art, if you do D&D minis, anything, hit us up there. Check out all the details there on our Ko-Fi website. Well, I think that wraps it up. Thank you guys for your support and thank you guys for just the listens. You know, we do this for you. We enjoy doing these things and we're excited for our future and growing and being able to open up opportunities to continue that. Well, with that said, I am going to turn it over to Solemn for his five-star reviews. there tobies it looks like we have some more reviews five star reviews to read well let's see the first one is from Aaron, entitled so awesome this is so sick and interesting because i'm a fan of dnd everything's incredible <laughs> well thank you Aaron. the next one is entitled great family podcast with great jokes and amazing characters. Five stars. Star, 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 star. But you have to watch out for that bard who can't seem to write. Hmm. Yes, Fenrir seems to be not quite the author that he should be. But with much practice, he will be able to write wonderful stories. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> Well, that is all the reviews for today, and I heard that DM Dave is going to get you into some deep dives, so I will turn it back over to him. Remember, write some five-star reviews, and you will get your review read by me. <laughs> Solemn the Chaos Bard. Back to you, DM Dave. <laughs> Hello, Tomies, and welcome to DM Dave's Deep Dive. What is a deep dive? Well, I'm glad you asked. So, 
in these deep dives, I'm going to go through all our episodes and kind of give you a sneak peek on how I prepared for each of these sessions. So when I talk about sessions, it normally entails about two or three episodes of the podcast. With that, I go into kind of what inspired me to get my players on this road. How did I prepare? And then pretty much how things went. How things went is pretty much what happened in the episode. And I will talk through what I thought was going to be, what was going to happen, what actually happened, and what went wrong (laughs) or not according to plan. There was a lot of times my players threw me for a loop, and I I wanted to dive deeper into those moments as well. And then at the end of the episode, kind of go into what I learned about uh, how to be a better DM or kind of how to prepare better for next time. So this first episode will be me pretty much giving you kind of a brief explanation of, kind of a deep dive of, how I created the podcast campaign. So I've been DMing for or probably about five or six years now. And it's been a crazy ride. I remember when I first started learning how to how to DM, I had only been playing D&D probably for about six months before I, before I really wanted to start DMing my own games. And I wanted everything to be perfect, right? You DMs out there that are listening, you know what I'm talking about. You wanted to know the lore. You wanted to build every city you wanted every race to have a history you wanted all that and I got overwhelmed and I already had my group together but I was just taking forever to get started because I wanted everything to be laid out and talking to my my DM at the time and other DMs and even listening to DM advice podcasts I came to learn that I don't need to know everything. I don't need to know, you know, what happened to the first age and the second age and how my world was created, the you know, the creation and how each race fits in this world. I didn't need to know that. What I needed to know is what was happening in the world at that time. So that's how I started. I started with the idea of a villain first. That was my main main thing that drove me, is what kind of a villain did I want? I am a huge fan of Star Wars, and I really liked the storytelling that George Lucas and many others have told through Star Wars. I'm also a big fan of Lord of the Rings. Just the movies. I've never read the books. I'm not much of a reader, and I heard the books are a little hard to get through. And my attention span is not that long. But I enjoy what the Lord of the Rings was able to portray in the movies. And kind of the the villain behind that, right? Kind of the sneaky villain that comes up through the ranks and then all of a sudden he's there. And that was kind of my main push for the for that moment is or for for my campaign, for my world, is developing a bad guy first. So, no spoilers here. Because you guys may or may not have met my official bad guy yet. But um, there is the Trigroven, 
that is causing some issues right now. The Trigrovin, where I am a big fan of goblins. I love goblins, and I think sometimes they're wasted in a campaign because they can be such good bad guys, and I'm so excited to kind of dive in with making my my goblins mean something in this world. Um, kind of to give you a brief, brief background of my world, kind of giving you that deep dive into it. Kaleth used to be ran by goblins. It used to be a goblinoid land, but through the centuries and stuff that more races started to appear, goblins were there, elves were there, dwarves were there, dragonborn were there, but not a lot of the other races. But they slowly started moving in. As, and mainly what kind of wiped out the goblins of their kind of power power and hold over it was the humans coming in and causing a big war and getting all the races to unite against the goblins and eventually wiping, you know, kicking them out of power. So I thought that was a good motivation for the goblins to try and come back. And that's kind of where we started in my first campaign was that idea that the goblins are trying to unite. For what reason? We don't know because there was a bunch of misleadings of like maybe they're trying to just make a unite the goblins and become a peaceful race or they wanted revenge. There was a, lots of conspiracies and lots of thoughts about that. And that was kind of where my first campaign started. I started with a crude map of the world and I kind of started off simple, more of Eh, we'll have, you know, elves live here, humans live here, halflings live here, you know, and try and and flush those later as we came to it. My first land, my first city, I should say, it was a city called Hill Tudor. I built Hill Tudor as a big trade city. This is kind of the what I established it. It was a trade city that was the last point in the southeast before it traveled to other lands in my world. Now, my world, I don't have an official name for it yet, but the land that we're playing in is Keleth. I know I've used it interchangeably, but I just want to make that clear. The land is Keleth, the world. Not, not sure what, what it's called, but there are other lands in this world. There are other races in this world, but kind of to limit myself so I didn't get overwhelmed in the creation process, I limited a lot of the races my players could play and that were in my world to the player's handbook. At this moment, when I first started my my world, my land <laughs> of Keleth, but with Hill Tudor, I built it more like a dwarven city, but an exposed Dwarven City. I got the inspiration from Dale in the Hobbit trilogy, how it's kind of an open place for all races to come and mix and mingle. And it had a lot of fun things in it because I wanted to give my players options because I like options. Therefore, I try to give my players lots of options, which thinking back on it, I th it was too much for me at the moment. I did get overwhelmed with how much stuff I did put in there and for the fact that I had so much stuff there that my players didn't 
get to explore all that. They got tired of being in Hiltador for a while because I stayed there for a while so they could get, you know, I had all brand new players except Abby. But then again, she only been playing eight months, nine months at this time, just like me. But everybody else was new and they just kind of explored Hiltador, but they didn't really know what to do. So I think that's one thing I learned in the campaign one world building is if you're playing with new players, kind of start simple. Start very generic. People get people give a hard time of you meet in a tavern, right? But sometimes those little tropes is exactly what new players need slash want. Because they don't understand all the other mechanics and all the other stuff that goes into the story. So starting out simple, I wish I'd have done that a little better. But with that first campaign, I was able to learn kind of how to build a city. What was important to have in a city? Every city needs a blacksmith because they need building materials, because they need weapons or they need farm equipment. Every place needs some kind of general store, somewhere to buy and sell their their stuff, whatever that is. They need to have a reason why that town is there. Is it for farming? Is it because it's a strategic landmark for protection? Hill Tudor, it was just a big trade city where other places, other people in the world could come trade their stuff and go home. That was kind of my Hill Tudor setup. With that, we played in that world for quite a while until we got to a point where half of my players died. <laughs> Honestly, it, it, it came as a shock, but players made certain decisions and it was just like, okay, I, I guess this is going to happen, you know? I won't get too much into the details, but because those details will be revealed in the podcast, so I want to kind of keep those as a secret. That is one thing that I've really enjoyed is I played in this world twice already, and everything that my players have been through in those previous uh, times in Kaleth will be important to the story in the podcast. I believe that it's important for players to feel important, especially when it comes to past past characters. We have ran to some uh, previous characters already in the podcast. Um, Mara. From the Short and Sills, that was Abby's first character she played in Campaign 1. I don't think we've ran into anybody else's first characters, but we will get there. In Campaign 2, we had some people leave from Campaign 1. They moved away, and so we brought in some new people. And this time I was like, okay, I'm going to start a little more simple. And in that first one, it was kind of like a bunch of random strangers coming. And I did the same thing here. Looking back on it, I wish I'd have had my players know each other before they started playing. It is fun to try and get to know each other as a group, you know, as you play. But at the same time, I think there's a lot of wasted time getting to know a character when you already know the person playing it. Some people enjoy that. Me, I would rather, if I already know the person... I already want to be friends with their character. You know, I already want my character and their character. They're already friends. They're already on good terms. I wish I'd have done that in campaign one and two. But 
I started them off, and we have ran into some of these characters, or at least name dropped. This is where Zeb came, Zeb was in campaign one, but his character died, and in campaign two, he played a character named Viril. That name may sound familiar to some of you. Uh, Evan, this was the first time Evan came and played with us. He played a character named Balasar. Uh, but sadly, no, his first character was Balasar, which we'll get to him in campaign one. But he, Evan didn't play with us very long. Work came and evolved, and he just couldn't come with us. But in campaign two, he was able to stick around, and he played a character named Jakaris, which you guys know and are familiar with. Becky also came with us this first time. It was the first time she had played uh, a TTRPG or Dungeons and Dragons. She was familiar with it before because I think her siblings have played it before, but this was her first time. Now she played a character, a cleric, a knowledge cleric named Maeli. And she will come into play later on. Abby played a furbolg named Corinne. And then we had a friend who played a character named Thorn Steelhammer. And he'll come into play later on. But with this campaign, I started him off in Hayden's Hollow. I started him off in a smaller city where they were kind of familiar with everybody. They were trying to help. They were all kind of called separately to this place for one reason or another. And they had to try and help the refugees. And I started off with a little bad guy named Dale. So Dale, he is originally from uh, Dengal. And there were some issues that happened up there. He was one of the big, big lords up there. Something happened, and he found his way down here. Well, he was a trade slaver. Or a, a slaver. And he was causing issues down in Hayden's Hollow because he was getting these refugees and the refugee, he would help coordinate to find places for them, but they would end up disappearing. And eventually the group was able to find out about it. But um, I think a big problem I had in campaign two is not only did I had Dale as a bad guy, but I also had two or three other bad guys there that were big big bad guys one was a dishonored trigroven leader a dragonborn another one was was a lizard folk named qualkek which we'll get into that later on in the podcast that there was just so many different bad guys there that my players started feeling very overwhelmed a lot of this background that i'm touching on we'll get more into it as the story goes on because these stories are important. They're stories that deal with or have some effect with either a character's background in the podcast or a issue going on in the world of Kaleth. So I may be skimming over some of this, but don't worry. We will get to those in the podcast. I just don't want to give up too much so I don't spoil anything for the podcast. But mainly I wanted to set up kind of what I learned through campaign one and two. And with campaign two, it was I overwhelmed my players with too many bad guys at once, especially big name bad guys. It's one thing if you have like a little no name bad guy that just causes minor nuisance to the players. 
where these bad guys were almost next level and they were all in the same city and they all had to be dealt with at the same time. And the players just didn't know who to believe or where to go. This is also where the first time we met Henley. Henley was an NPC of mine and we met Yo Lynx as well. They kind of came to town together and Henley came with a group of rangers that had survived the fort. And Henley and Yolinx tried to help help the group in any way they could, except Henley couldn't really because she was still just distraught about what happened at Fort Ventral. So that's kind of where they first got introduced into the player's mind. Then we got to a point where I was getting kind of confused on a lot of things. So we started recording our podcast because I'm not very good at, sorry, recording our sessions because I'm not very good at keeping notes. And so they were available to everyone. And I would advise this. It actually helped keep everybody on the same track because, you know, you play, then you don't play for a month and you come back and you kind of forget what happened last time. Where where we started recording, our sessions became better because everybody was like, oh, we're going to play this week. I better re-listen to what we did last time. And it also helped me plan better. Well, we did that, oh, I think four or five times. And I remember Abby coming to me and be like, hey, this is really good. We should make a podcast. And through lots of discussion and talk with the players, we decided to do it. And here we are. So now it was to the point of like, oh boy, how do I start a po- how do I start a new campaign? Because we decided to start a new one, so the listeners, you guys, would not have to start in the middle of a story that was already knee deep in, in tons of stuff. And so we decided to start anew and let some time lapse through campaign one, two, and the podcast campaign. There was always time lapse between uh, the the new campaigns because I wanted the world to evolve and be different from when my players last seen it. For example, campaign one, there was just rumors of the Trigroven and what was going on there. Campaign two, it became a force, the Trigroven did. And in campaign three, that's when issues really started happening, that everybody knew them and everybody was kind of on edge what was going to happen in this world. Because nobody knew what they what the Trigroven were doing. What was the reason? Plus, during that time, Druids started disappearing. And we'll find out why the Druids were disappearing, but they were seemed to be hunting down, and they were no longer around. Other race, other races started closing their doors to to refugees and kind of like, nope, we're not a, a part of this. The dwarves have done that, uh, especially in Rockstead. The dwarves that are in the Boar Mountains to the east. And so there wasn't a lot of places for these refugees to go. And so Hayden's Hollow, being kind of a tucked away place, kind of an abandoned mining town for years, but enough people lived there to keep things going for the most part. Refugees started just making their way there for on accident or by choice. And it started to be a, a community of where they could help each other and everything. And that's kind of where we started in 
in campaign three or for the campaign for the podcast. This, my idea for this world and my inspiration for this world, like I mentioned, is, and how I'm trying to portray it, is very Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. <laughs> Lord of the Rings to the sense of, you know, it's a fantasy world, but Star Wars is, is a fantasy story. I'll fight you on that. It is not a sci-fi story. It is fantasy. Anyways, <laughs> but we get the idea of an unsettled land, or a land that's that's in contention, that there's tension in the air. What is going to happen? What's going to be the final straw to to break everything? But I wanted it to be revealed through the Star Wars method that I like to like to say. You give little hints of big events, and people are like, "Ooh, what's that?" One of my favorite examples are is in the original. Uh, New Hope, where Obi-Wan's talking to Luke, and Obi-Wan mentions the Clone Wars, and Luke's like, oh, you were in the Clone Wars? Or you fought in the Clone Wars? And at the time, you're like, "Who? what are the Clone Wars? That that makes no sense. That's a silly war name for a war. But now we know. The story has been told what the Clone, war, clone Wars were. And that's kind of how I want to reveal my events. Eventually, we'll learn about those, but for now, it's just little teasers. That's what I want to do. Star Wars has been great at just little teasers here and there. Another one that I draw a lot of inspiration of is the cantina scene in A New Hope, where you just walk in there and you just see all these different races and you want to learn all their different stories and their different backgrounds and what they were. I kind of want to do the same thing with my podcast. That's why I haven't gone much into the cultures of the races yet. Because as they come along, I'm big into show, not tell. And that's how I've been setting up this podcast. And that's what I've learned through, you know, the years of DMing. It's better to show, not tell. By tell, I mean just giving you guys a big lore dump of, oh yeah, the dragonborns are this, or the goblins are this, you know. Giving that all the way up first. It's better that through an NPC, through showing, that you guys hear what the world is about. And that is my goal, and that is what I'm trying to do with my players. And it gets my players involved too. I, we have such a great role-playing atmosphere and I'm so proud of my players for that and I think a lot of that is because we have the mentality of show not tell being able to express through role-play what we're feeling what we're seeing and that's really kind of the deep dive of the campaign creation of getting there so we'll just leave it at that for now I hope you guys enjoyed this this is going to be for everybody to hear However, when I start getting into the episodes, it will be episode one, two, and three, and it will be available on Ko-Fi. Ko-Fi is at tier two, exactly. So $6 a month, you'll get be able to hear, it, hear a deep dive from me, and it'll be going through, like I said, the sessions, talking about two or three episodes. There's lots of other things. Go check it out at ko-fi.com forward slash tomes of the chaos bard and you'll find everything that will be there 
So with that, I am DM Dave, and join me next time as we dive in to episodes one, two, and three. See you next time.